So hello and welcome to In Conversation With, a podcast for the Lancet Infectious Diseases. I am Dr. Saleha Hassan, a senior editor for the journal, and I'm joined today by Dr. Oriol Mithjer from the Hospital Universitari Germans Triasipiol, Barcelona, Spain, to discuss a trial he and colleagues recently published with us. Oral linozolid compared with benazicin benicillin G for treatment of early syphilis in adults, a non-inferiority randomized controlled trial. In addition, we will also be discussing the reasons for the paucity of clinical trials in syphilis and the implications of this trial for syphilis treatment. This paper can be found online at thelancet.com. A very warm welcome to you, Dr. Mitra, and thank you for joining us today. Uh, to initiate this conversation, could you please provide some background information about syphilis and its incidence both in Europe and globally? So syphilis is a sexually transmitted infection caused by the bacterium Tryponema pallidum, subspecies pallidum. And during the early stages of the infection, the pathogen can spread and cause some serious issues. So we are talking about neurosyphilis that can affect 5 to 10% of patients and sometimes occurs during the first year of the infection, resulting in meningitis, otic or ocular syphilis, or later stage causing neurological and psychiatric symptoms. Uh, also, pregnant women with syphilis are of particular concern because of the risk of transplacental transmission resulting in 15 to 40% of affected infants. And this is a congenital syphilis, a multisystemic disease in the neonate. So regarding the global estimates of syphilis, have seen a consistent upward trend during, uh, since the year 2000, with recent WHO figures indicating 7 million new infections in 2020. And furthermore, in 2021, EU member states reported more than 25,000 cases. The US reported more than 175,000 cases. And other big countries also are affected, including China that recorded more than 300,000. So the increasing trend predominantly affects young individuals, particularly men who have sex with men and sex workers, and several factors contribute to the search, including the expansion of population tests for syphilis and behavior changes. Again, of particular concern are pregnant women for whom WHO have estimated more than 1 million affected cases annually. Continuing from that question, could you highlight the main challenges of treating syphilis and what is the standard care of treatment at present? Sure. So the standard care is penicillin as the first-line treatment across all stages of syphilis. And there's limited evidence available for alternative antibiotics. The choice of penicillin form and duration of treatment depend on the stage. For example, in early syphilis, a single intramuscular dose of 2.4 million units of long-acting benzatine penicillin is recommended, while in neurosyphilis and congenital syphilis, the treatment is intravenous and should be administered every four hours for 10 to uh, ten to 14 days. So the challenges uh, come from the lack of existing options for pregnant women who are allergic to penicillin because doxycycline, the second-line treatment, is contraindicated in pregnancy. Therefore, penicillin allergy testing and the sensitization are the only viable choices. Other 
challenges are the global production and supply issues that have led to an increase in congenital syphilis, and also the difficulties for treating neurosyphilis, which require this lengthy and intensive course of intravenous treatment. Finally, a major obstacle has been the long-standing inability to culture the causative agent uh, T-pallidum. Uh, however, the system has recently been established. We are in a historical moment where we can start conducting randomized clinical trials. Just think that over the past 40 years, only five randomized clinical trials have investigated syphilis and specifically beta-lactams and macrolides in early stages. So no RCTs have investigated other antibiotic families or included patients with neurosyphilis, pregnancy, and congenital syphilis. Could you also just briefly touch on resistance as one of the challenges? The resistance has occurred in the past. The uh, bacteria developed, well, uh, developed resistance to azithromycin, which is currently widespread and uh, making azithromycin ineffective. And uh, other resistance has not, has not been thoroughly examined because uh, so far we are utilizing genotypic systems. This means that we look for point mutations in the bacterial genome, specifically uh, for macrolides and doxycycline. But uh, the phenotypic system is not still in use. This means that direct inoculation of patient clinical samples into the culture has not been achieved. Thank you. Uh, we should move on to your trial now. Could you please tell me why this phase three trial was conducted straight after animal studies with the early phase trials that are normally done not having been done so? So why did you choose this path and how was ethical approval obtained for this? Reason number one is that linezolid is a well-known antibiotic approved for treatment of susceptible gram-positive infections at standard dose of 300 every 12 hours and more recently uh, daily for off-label for MDR-TB. Uh, also, we had uh, preliminary results in vitro and in the animal model, as you just mentioned, and we uh, considered that a drug repurposing strategy was adequate. Uh, so we performed the clinical uh, pharmacological calculations uh, for following standard practices for repurposing methods. We moved on to uh, directly onto a, a phase two B or phase three clinical trial, considering that we had an interim analysis at small sample size of fifty participants, which is the sample commonly used in, in pilot studies, and uh, also warranting patient safety through p frequent monitoring schedule which allowed for rapid identification of treatment failure and subsequent uh, rescue treatment. So when a patient uh, failed, uh, that person was treated with standard of care and uh, an extended monitoring schedule of 24 months uh, is offered to participants. The local human research ethics committee at the hospital and also the Spanish Agency of Medicines and Medical Devices provided approval and it underwent ethical evaluations at the European Research Council in Brussels. Following on from that, could you explain the design of your trial and also the cohort in which it was performed? The trial design was a multi-center, open-label, non-inferiority 
a randomized trial to assess the efficacy of linezolid compared to benzatine penicillin in early syphilis. So the cohort uh, were patients recruited from STI clinics in Barcelona with mixed stages of syphilis disease, primary, secondary, and early latent syphilis. And the trial included adult individuals aged 18 years of older uh, with a diagnosis according to the European guidelines. So the intervention was to receive a single intramuscular dose of benzatine penicillin or oral linezolid 600 milligrams once daily for five days. Basically, the primary and secondary endpoints were based on clinical on a composite endpoint consisting of clinical care, serological care, and absence of relapse as measured by molecular diagnostics. So there was no persistent infection with the same strain uh, based on the whole genome sequencing. And uh, yeah, and and uh, we looked at a non inferiority with a delta margin of 10%. Uh, yep, could you just explain the rationale for why you chose that particular margin and also for the dose of linezolid which was chosen? For the dose of linozolid that we, we conducted pharmacological calculations based on the area under the curve, there is a target that is commonly utilized where the clinical efficacy is expected for a value above 100 in the ratio of area under the curve divided a minimum in minimal inhibitory concentration. So uh, with a 600 milligram uh, daily dose, we were above the the the, the target. Uh, the duration was based on early studies by uh, Magnussen that had shown treponemal clearance in the chancre 48 hours after starting uh, treatment with penicillin. But we also considered that uh, a more prolonged uh, treatment could be required for those uh, a, a bacteria that had already spread to the lymph nodes and elsewhere. And the 10% non-inferiority margin is standard in other studies considering that the standard of care has a potential efficacy of about 90%. So uh, we thought that it was clinically relevant to detect uh, an efficacy uh, uh, with a 10 point percentage less than that. Could you now please highlight the key findings of your study with a particular emphasis on why the trial was stopped early at the pre-specified interim analysis? In the pre-protocol population after 48 weeks follow-up, 70% of participants, this is 19 of 27, in the linezolid arm had responded to treatment, and 100% in the benzatine penicillin group. This is 28 out of 28, meaning a treatment difference of minus 29.6. The overall response rates were 70% and 100%, with a difference of 30%. Uh, in the linezolid arm, we observed that out of 27 cases did not meet the composite endpoint for treatment response. And specifically, two cases with secondary syphilis did not achieve clinical cure. This was healing of lesions within six weeks. Two did not attain the serological cure of a fourth fall decline in RPR tighter over 12-month period. And four experienced a relapse. This is 
recurrent symptoms. In three out of four cases, we could determine that the recurrence involved the same strain as in the initial episode. Uh, this was done through MLST, uh, multilocal sequence typing and whole genome sequencing analysis. Because the treatment difference was big, we conducted an interim analysis for fertility, which had been pre-specified. The results prompted the DSMB to terminate the trial prematurely. Lastly, uh, we'd like to end it on a positive note and know what the future directions of this work are and what are the future trials planned by your group? Previous in vitro studies have shown the activity of linezolid against Triponema pallidum. However, in this trial, the dosing of linezolid use once daily might have been too low or the duration of treatment cost five days might have been too short for effectively treating syphilis. So following trial dis- uh, continuation, we conducted a Monte Carlo post hoc analysis that showed that uh, the probability of target attainment with a higher dosage level, 600 milligrams every 12 hours, could achieve a probability of target attainment for clinical efficacy uh, of 100%. So we believe that increasing the linezolid dose and also duration to 600 milligrams every 12 hours for 10 days could be a promising alternative. And we have started a second trial for both treatment of adults with syphilis in Barcelona and London and a separate trial for children with yaws caused by the Triponym pallidum subspecies pertenu in Papua New Guinea using a, a similar dose of 10 milligram per kg up to six, 600 every 12 hours. Just following on from the trial that you've done, the participants that were in your trial at present, will they be followed up for some time and will they be given penicillin if they relapse? Sure. So participants who did not achieve clinical or serological cure or experience a recurrence were treated with a single dose of uh, benzathine penicillin, 2.4 million unit, and followed until they achieve complete cure. The monitoring plan includes a two-year long-term follow-up, including those who achieve clinical and serological cure. So the monitoring plan is in place to detect and track potential relapse as well. Thank you so much for such an insightful discussion, Dr. Mitchell. You can read the paper we discussed today on thelancet.com. Thank you so much for listening and subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your regular podcasts from.